0: Casting live from the North Fulton Business Radio X studio, it's time for To Your Health with Dr. Jim Morrow. To Your Health is brought to you by Morrow Family Medicine, an award-winning primary care practice, which brings the care back to healthcare. Hello, thank you very much for tuning in to another episode of To Your Health with Dr. Jim Morrow. I am Jim Morrow, and I appreciate very much. Every time you do tune into one of these, whether you're downloading it on your phone, listen to your car, whatever you might be doing. I just appreciate it very much. And I'm continued to be floored by the number of people that tell me that they do listen to this. So thank you very much. And I encourage you again, if you have topics you'd like to hear about, um, send me an email. If you would, uh, you can email me at, um, to your at gmail.com. So, my usual producer, my producer John Ray, is off on a Halas, Halas, I can't talk, on an Alaskan cruise with his bride. And we are here today. I'm in my studio in my office, and Arlia Hoffman is in her home studio and she's doing the producing today. And I appreciate that very much. I don't know if Arlia has her mic on or not, but hey, Arlia, how are you? I'm great, Dr. Mara. How are you? Good. That's a lot smoother than John's transition. I have to tell you, that's that's pretty good. I like that. So a couple of things. I wanted to start off talking a little bit about coronavirus, just very, very little about the vaccine, because it was just this week that the FDA approved the Moderna and the Pfizer vaccine for kids under five. I think it's six months to five years old. And I just want people to understand that it's a really, really good idea to get your young child vaccinated vaccinated. Children are at lower risk for COVID. They are not at no risk for COVID. Somewhere in the neighborhood of a 1,000 children have already died from COVID, and we don't want that to happen again. So please consider getting one of the vaccines. If you've had a vaccine and you've only had two, get a booster. Unless you've had an organ transplant or you're doing chemotherapy or something along those lines, taking methotrexate or some other medicine that reduces your immune state, You probably don't need the fourth shot, but I would encourage you to be fully vaccinated because if you get COVID the third time, like Peggy and I have, then you're going to be glad you got the vaccine because you're not going to have a bad outcome. So we've had a, a blessed interval here where COVID has not been too terrible. And several patients have said to me, oh, I'm so glad this is over. And I've kind of shaken my finger at them and said, no, 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 not over. This is the eye of the hurricane. Well, the eye of the hurricane seems to be passing, and the other half of the hurricane, or the next part, it's not the other half because it's not going to stop. The next part of the hurricane is upon us. We've seen a tremendous surge in COVID cases in the office, people texting me, people, and I'm on call and so forth, uh, letting me know that they've got COVID and what do they do. So please be careful, continue to be smart and so forth. So we've enjoyed, quote unquote, this pandemic for quite some time now. And wouldn't you know it, right on the heels of that, or really in the midst of it, we have something else come up. Because I suppose there is always something. And this has been making some headlines and people have been getting excited about it. And I want to explain to you whether or not you need to get excited about it. And that's monkeypox. I have to admit when I became a doctor, I never dreamed I'd be, I'd ever even say the word monkeypox unless it was in some joke about a chimpanzee. And it's just, it's here. It's a real thing. It's something you need to know about. Uh, Monkeypox was confirmed in May of 2022, May of this year, just a month and a half ago or so. And it started with a cluster of cases in Great Britain. Uh, The first case that was confirmed was on May 6th. And this was an individual who had traveled to Nigeria. And in Nigeria, monkeypox is endemic, meaning it's always there. And from May, since May, cases have been reported from an increasing number of countries and regions in the world, predominantly in Europe, but also in North and South America, Asia, North Africa, and Australia. So it's it's pretty much worldwide at this point. And as of the first week of June, there had been 1,033 cases Confirmed of monkeypox. Now the the outbreak started, or the map, I'm sorry, the outbreak marked the first time that this disease has been seen outside of Central and West Africa, primarily the Congo area. And cases have mainly, but not exclusively, been identified in men who have sex with men. Now that's not to say it's sexually transmitted because it is not, but it does require close contact. And why it's been seen more commonly in men who have sex with men, I cannot tell you. I don't think anybody can tell you. But health authorities have emphasized that anybody can catch this disease, but especially if you have close contact with a symptomatic person. And I'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute. The first assessments expressed the expectation that this outbreak would be contained and would have a low impact on the population in general in these affected countries. A more recent statement acknowledged that undetected transmission had been occurring for some time, and they just were not aware of it. Now, monkeypox itself, as you would imagine, is similar to chickenpox and smallpox, but it's an infectious viral disease that occurs in humans and in some animals. I should say some other animals, since we're animals, right? And early on, the symptoms are like most viral infections. You get fever, headache, muscle aches, chills, backache, feeling very tired. That sounds like every case of viral infection you've ever seen. And typically, though, there are swollen lymph nodes in the head and neck area, which is behind the ear, under the jaw, in the neck itself, or even in the groin. And then this lymph node appearance is followed by a rash, that forms blisters that crust over. And these are usually in the mouth, on the face, hands, feet, genitals, eyes. Exposure time runs from onset of symptoms is an average of about 12 days from exposure, but it can be as long as 21 days. And typically the symptoms will last two to four weeks cases can be very severe, but that's true, especially in pregnant women and in people with suppressed immune systems. You can just imagine what this must look like. And I remember when I was at Clemson, I was a microbiology major at Clemson and we were studying pox viruses and a professor had, uh, of course, a carousel of slides because it was that long ago. And one of the slides was a person that had smallpox. and Every half inch of his body had a pock on it. And most of them were a quarter inch in diameter or at the base or larger. They were filled with fluid. It was just an absolutely horrendous thing. And every time I think about this, I think about that picture. And luckily this doesn't have the the death rate that smallpox did, but it's still a, a, an interesting to say the least and probably interesting only to a microbiologist disease. 75% of the people who have lesions have them on the palms and soles. Two thirds of them have them in the mouth, about a third on the genitals and so forth. They start off as a small flat sort of spot that becomes larger, fills first with clear fluid, and then the fluid becomes yellow, and then they eventually burst and scab over. Now, hopefully nobody's listening to this podcast while they're having or preparing a meal, but that's just a a horrible mindset. It's just a horrible visual image. There may be anywhere from a few lesions to several thousand, and sometimes they coalesce into large lesions, not just the quarter-inch size I was talking about. Now, if you remember anything about chickenpox, you might remember or might know that when you have chickenpox, you'll have four different stages of lesions. You'll have the little bump, you'll have the blister, you'll have the umbilicated center, and you'll have the crested over. Well, in monkeypox, they all start at the same time, so they're all the same stage, and that makes it look just like smallpox. Now, the best way to differentiate that is the fact that smallpox has pretty much been eradicated, so it's not really going to be smallpox, but it does look like that. The rash typically lasts about 10 days, but you can feel bad for up to a month. Fatigue, again, body aches, all those things, they can last a month. And after they heal, these lesions will initially leave a pale mark that becomes later on a dark scar. So not something that you want. The monkeypox is mainly spread from close contact. But it can be spread by handling bushmeat. And I have to admit, I had to Google bushmeat because I wasn't 100% sure. I thought it was wild animal meat, and it is. But it's, it's minimally processed or not processed wild animal meat, typically. It can happen from an animal bite or scratch from an infected animal, other body fluids, contaminated objects even. So an, an object that carries a disease like that is called a fomite. F O M I T E I got sick as a devil one time from a baby toy. That was a fomite because my niece came to visit because her parents were very sick and she came to visit and she brought all her toys with her and we played with her and the toys and we got sick as a devil because the toys had her virus all over or the family's virus all over. Uh, so you can get it that way too, from contaminated objects. This virus normally circulates among certain rodents. So if you're not in a particularly clean environment, that can be a problem as well. You make the diagnosis either clinically, but you really can't tell it's not smallpox, except for what I said about smallpox being around anymore. So you have to check the DNA of the virus. It's inside the flu- in, in the fluid inside these pox. If you get the smallpox vaccine, if you had it as a child like I did, because I'm that old, or if you get it in recent times, the smallpox vaccine actually prevents this infection with 85% effectiveness. And unlike some vaccines, like coronavirus vaccine, the vaccine actually prevents the infection, not serious disease. But smallpox, as I mentioned, was eradicated and the vaccine was stopped back in the late 70s. So there's very little immunity to monkeypox out there. If, we, if this were to become, and it's hard, almost impossible to imagine, but if, it's, if it were to become a problem like COVID, it could be a major problem from a, a, a public health standpoint, from a quality of life standpoint. Luckily, only about 10% of people who get monkeypox die. And that's really true more in the undeveloped countries than it is in a country like the United States, but still it can happen. The current treatment for monkeypox is a medicine called Ticoverimat. That's an antiviral that's specifically intended to treat infections with this particular group of what's called orthopox viruses, like smallpox, monkeypox, that kind of thing. And it's approved for treatment in the European Union and in the United States. So if it were to happen, we do have treatment. We could also come up with smallpox vaccine because there are hundreds of thousands of doses of smallpox vaccine that are being stored by the CDC just in case anything were to happen at one point. So most everybody knows that the coronavirus that we're dealing with with COVID-19 came from a wet market in China, and that's as bad as it sounds. And the monkeypox, though, was first identified in monkeys, and lab monkeys, actually, in 1958 in Denmark. Monkeys are not typically a, a natural reservoir for this virus, so the monkeys had to get it from some other animal. And the first human cases were in 1970 in the Congo, where it's still predominant. There was an outbreak in 2003 in America. It was traced to a pet store where rodents were imported from Ghana. And, and I don't know what kind of rodent, but I do know th- that I'm not going to have a rodent as a pet. I'm not going to have it at the house. If I know it's there and we'll try to get rid of it, I'm certainly not going to bring it in voluntarily. I'm sure as hell not going to buy it at a pet store. So hopefully I'm not at great risk for monkeypox, but all you rodent lovers out there better be careful. This current outbreak represents the first incidence of a widespread outbreak outside of Africa. It began, like I said, in in England in May, and it's pretty much gotten all over the country, all over the world, excuse me. It's not common. It's not a lot of cases. It's not something that requires a lot of concern. But you're going to hear people talking about monkeypox. And you need to understand whether or not you need to be concerned about it. And the bottom line basically is you really do not need to be concerned about it. I want to take a second before I finish up and tell you that this podcast is brought to you by Village Medical. Village Medical is a nationwide family practice and internal medicine group that, in my opinion, is doing wonderful things for especially elderly patients. Uh, Since uh, Mara Family Medicine joined the Village Medical family, I've seen our elderly people uh, improve their care tremendously. But just because of resources that are available, I've seen people getting out of the hospital and actually being able to get them into the office in three to seven days for a follow-up so we can keep them from getting in, ending up back in the hospital. And it has been a very good thing. And I think that you will find that Village Medical has something to offer just about everybody. We are still here and coming in Milton, Georgia. We are still bringing care back to health care. And if you're not happy with what your experience is at our practice, I hope you will let me know. And I will try to make it better the next time you come. So finishing up on monkeypox, if you look at possible complications from this infection and complications really with something like this are where people get in trouble. So you might have secondary infections like pneumonia, even sepsis or the infection in your blood, you can get encephalitis. And if you had a severe eye in- incidence, you could lose your vision in that eye, and that's mainly from scarring. If infection occurs during pregnancy, you could have a stillbirth, or you could have birth defects, depending on what stage of pregnancy you're in. If you mention, I mentioned earlier, if you look at people who had the smallpox vaccine. Now, if you're young, you may not know that's the scabby thing you had on your upper arm or your mom or dad might have had on their upper arm when they were small and they have a big scar. there now about the size of a dime. And as you get older, it can be hard to find it, but it's still there. And those people can expect to have a milder case if they get infected at all. Prevention. Well, vaccination against smallpox can help because they're closely related viruses. But the best way to prevent transmission of this is to not be in close contact with someone that has it. Now, everybody knows that 80% of people that have COVID-19 have no symptoms whatsoever, and that is not the case with monkeypox. So it's not easy to prevent being close to someone that has COVID-19 if they don't have symptoms. But if you're about to get intimate with somebody and they're covered in pox, back off. Just that simple. Just don't use your head, and you're not going to have a problem. And, and and in large part, I think that's why this is not going to be like COVID nineteen has been. It's just not going to be that bigger problem. And if your neighbor down the street's trying to convince you that it's going to be that bigger problem, don't listen to him because it's not. And earlier, that's pretty much what I've got on monkeypox. Wondering if you had any questions anybody had sent in. Yeah, that's pretty reassuring. Well, I wanted to clarify about if you've had the smallpox vaccination, which I have because I'm of that age. So you said if it if you've had it, you either won't get it or it would be very mild. Is that what you're saying? That's right. Yep, that's right. So it's the same family of, of viruses uh, and the monkeypox has not been a, been a big enough problem for them to uh, develop um, large quantities of the vaccine. There is a vaccine; it has not been uh, used a great deal. Uh, I think they probably would rather use smallpox vaccine because it serves a couple of purposes. And uh, some people think that one day smallpox will be back. Uh, I truly, truly hope not, hmm. because it's Just light years worse than monkeypox would ever be. But yeah, if you've had the vaccine, you should be okay. And that's probably people, I'm 60, almost eight. So I'm going to, I'm willing to say that people that are currently 55 and older probably had the smallpox vaccine. And so they're probably going to be fine. Yeah. And again, like I said, I think spread is going to be controlled dramatically because. You're just not going to snuggle up to somebody that's covered in these pox, I don't think. Well, that leads me to the next question, which is, so is there any potential to spread it when you're asymptomatic? Like, is there a, okay. There's not, because asymptomatic means you don't have any lesions and you spread it through the fluid that's in the lesions. Got it. No, you can't do that. That's a great question. And no, you can't do that. So that's not a problem. Well, thank you. That's pretty reassuring. I think, well, I'm not sure. I've got a couple of ideas for so next time. I talked to a patient this morning about some things, and it, it made me think about some things I might bring up. So I'm, I'm not sure what we'll do next time, but hopefully someone will send me some ideas so I can continue to do this because this gets harder and harder as we move along. But like I said earlier, if you do have topic ideas, please send them to toyourhealthmd at gmail.com. And for now, that is to your health.